0: This is Storage Unpacked. Subscribe at storageunpacked.com.
1: This is Chris Evans recording another Storage Unpacked podcast. And today I'm joined by repeat defender, Eric Herzog, who's joining me. Eric, how are you doing?
0: Great, Chris. Thank you for including us and uh, love being uh, on the podcast with you.
1: It's good to talk to you again. And if anybody doesn't know you, 30-second introduction, just tell people where you're from.
0: Sure, so I am the CMO at Infinidat. I've been doing storage since many of your listeners probably weren't born having done storage all the way back into the mid 1980s, which was a long time ago. Uh, background includes seven startups. Thank God five were acquired and also includes a uh, Mac store, Seagate on the hard drive side, EMC as a senior VP and the CMO and VP of channels for IBM storage division. So all storage ever since I got out of college.
1: Excellent. So now, um, nobody can see this, but to celebrate the fact that you're saying since the 1980s, you're wearing a lovely purple Hawaiian shirt for us, uh, which is quite uh, quite unique, I would say.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you. I've been wearing Hawaiian shirts, oh God, probably for 20 years. Started at sales meetings, and then I started doing it with partners, and now I do them when I'm doing end-user events.
1: Excellent, and one one little thing as well before we dive in and talk about the topic for today, I think you've been winning awards again, as far as I'm aware.
0: Well, uh, you know, I uh, we got uh, from the Infinidat perspective, we got a great award, the Gartner Peer Insights Customer's Choice, and the good thing about Peer Insights is it's from the actual end users, mm. so very very good there. And then a little bit before that, as you know, we do close to 85% of our revenue with our channel partners globally, we won an award as a five-star channel program. So what we do with the channel and what we do with end users are both being rewarded.
1: Excellent. Lots of personal awards, lots of company awards. Good to see.
0: Oh, mine. So uh yeah. was uh, top 10 CMO of the year again. It's uh, been uh, the fourth time in the last couple of years. And a couple of years ago, uh, I was CMO of the year. So that's not a storage thing. That's a, you know, competing yeah, general, with other people yeah. like, yeah, Daimler, Benz, Chevron, Bank of America. Right. There are very few high tech companies. There was a few. I someone from Intel uh, was nominated, and um, someone from Microsoft. But overall, it's it's non high tech. So it's a more generic award on the marketing front versus uh, something that's focused on the high tech or storage industry
1: excellent All right well let's let's get on and talk about what we're going to discuss today so you've just made a couple of really interesting announcements uh, one related to your operating system the platform that actually runs your systems and one related to cybersecurity, ransomware detection and so on so very briefly just um give us a, a brief overview of what's been announced
0: sure so what we've announced uh today this morning was our infuse os cloud edition So as you know, our operating system, we call it the Infuse OS, uh, and that is the core. Everything from our InfiniOps technology, our neural cache, multi-patents there, which allows us, of course, to serve most of the IOs out of our DRAM cache, allows our hybrid array to actually be faster than probably 75 to 80 percent of the all-flash arrays and our all-flash array to be untouched. But it's not because of anything we did from a system perspective or the underlying infrastructure. It's all based on our our software. So that operating system now, we've extended it out to the cloud, into Amazon, to AWS. And we just need an EC2 instance. That's all the end user needs. They decide what they want. As you know, uh, those instances can be high performance, medium performance, low performance, right? They work that out with AWS. And that it is a full instantiation of the infused operating system. It does everything that it does on-prem. So that's what we, did from a okay. cloud perspective this morning.
1: Yep, and we'll we'll dive into the detail in a bit more in a second. And the second one?
0: The second one was our Infinisafe cyber detection. So Infinisafe was announced last year, has received a number of awards both from the press and accolades from the storage analyst community as well. We view uh, storage as a critical component of a corporate cybersecurity strategy. If you don't include storage, it's like when you go on vacation or holiday and you leave your back door and your back windows wide open so they can break in. Yes, everyone knows about endpoint and network security in particular, also on the servers and the apps. If you don't remember all data for these big enterprise accounts that we deal with, and as you know, we publicly announced 25% of the fortune 50 buy from us. So they're the biggest in the world. You're leaving yourself vulnerable if you don't include storage. So Infinisafe was launched last year around that. And now what we've done is add the ability to detect malware and ransomware with a cyber detection capability so that's new that will be shipping in the second half of the year we're announcing it now so probably ship either the end of q3 or very early in q4 infuse os cloud edition is available today
1: well we'll get into that detail in a second then and um we'll remind everybody at the end when we go back and do a bit of a wrap-up but i think i'd First of all, let's dive into the cloud edition of Infuse OS. And and firstly, the interesting thing is, I, I don't think I've seen or remember you using the term Infuse OS before. And it may be that you have been using it, but it's not being right at the front of things. But, you know, that name is now obviously quite prominent. The purple color as well, by the way, and the branding is now quite prominent. I think there's been a bit of rebranding there. But obviously, that is now the, the name you're, you're giving to the software that runs on all your platforms. And this is one piece of software that goes across everything, isn't it?
0: Right. So the Infuse OS on the on-premises side works on the InfiniBox. The InfiniBox SSA are all flash variant. And our purpose-built backup appliance, the InfiniGuard, does have a front end to do the data reduction as we work with our various backup partners, Commvault, Veeam, Veritas, IBM, Spectrum Protect, et cetera. But the actual storage inside is an InfiniBox. So that Infuse operating system, the Infuse OS, is across the entire portfolio. So same software, that's somewhat different. If you look at some of our competitors, you know, their high end product has an operating system, their mid range has a different operating system, their low end has another operating system. And we have decided to really rally around a single operating system, better for the end users, right? You learn it once. And of course, as you know, one of our Our big, big stalwarts of that operating system, besides the neurocache, had been the capability of autonomous automation as what we call the set it and forget it. We have several public references. And as you know, we participate in the Gartner Peer Insights like we talked about. And in that customer's choice, uh, several of the end users talked about having an InfiniBox or an SSA for several years or our InfiniGuard. And never having to touch it because it basically takes care of itself so that's a key tenant of the Infuse operating system and why we spread across everything versus piecemeal like some of our competitors do
1: yeah now that in itself i mean let's just let's just go into the detail of that because i think this is really really quite important and quite interesting to reflect on for people especially as we move into a hybrid cloud model and that's um the two models you said that you know some vendors basically did a portfolio acquisition uh, model where they just buy up products and they add them to their portfolio but internally they operate differently so certain products will um do replication a certain way they'll do snapshots a certain way you know so so if you haven't got the same operating system that goes across all of those boxes it becomes very difficult at a granular level and natively to actually move data between those platforms now as we're moving to the cloud and obviously you're, you're now um offering a cloud edition Getting data in and out of the cloud for whatever purpose you intend to use it for, it's really important that you have a way of doing that efficiently. And it strikes me as if you're not using the same OS in the cloud that you're using on-prem, you now have a problem with data mobility and all those other things. So this is, quite, I think, quite an important thing that people should realize, that the people who are going to be leading this are going to be the ones that have got the consistent platform across different jurisdictions, You know, whether that's cloud or on-prem. And I think that's quite an important thing to just reemphasize.
0: Yeah, that was really based on feedback from our end users and our partners. Yes, several companies can replicate out to the S3 protocol, but you're not replicating to the identical entity. In this case, with the Infuse OS Cloud Edition, when an on-prem Infinibox or Infinibox SSA replicates or snaps to the cloud, it's essentially what it perceives snapping to itself, right? Or to a, a brother or sister, if you will. And that's because it is a full version of the Infuse OS sitting in the cloud. It's not a light version. It will do Snap, it will do Replicate, InfiniOps works in the cloud, InfiniSafe works in the cloud, our InfiniRaid works in the cloud. So all the exact same elements of the Infuse operating system that are on the on-premise versions are also on the cloud version. So that seamless data movement back and forth was one of the key tenants that we wanted to do. and. You know, there are a number of use cases, obviously, and you've you've written about it and talked about it. You know, for cloud storage, obviously not high availability or high performance, but backup, clearly disaster recovery and business continuity burst. You know, when that the capacity you need is not highly performant or you need 100% guaranteed availability, which we offer, of course, on our on the on prem version, and clearly test dev and uh, you know proof of concept type work that enterprises do all the time. This way they can do it you know, off the main boxes, off the main arrays, do it in the cloud, but it will behave exactly as it would were it set up. Other than of course, obviously, if it's a very high-performance workload, right? A high-end Oracle third-party app or a high-end third-party SAP app, that POC would be more about how it works, the GUI and other aspects. It won't be about the performance because in the cloud, you know, you don't get the kind of performance that you do on-prem, but other than that, it's a perfect proof of concept vehicle for software products clearly for test and dev which is one of the big uses by big enterprises in the cloud and in this case they're running it on the exact storage they would be doing on-prem
1: and the key bit there is things like for, for example eric if you are going to be taking copies of data for test dev being able to snapshot an image of something say a production environment and then refresh that snapshot without having to copy the entire data set again you know the second snapshot becomes just an update to the last time you took a snapshot between those two systems what you're shipping are the differences you're shipping this a small amount of incremental data and potentially if you're using it for dr when you want to come back the same message applies you know you, you bring back only the bits that have changed since the last time you did a, a backup. You don't restore the whole set of data. And it's that nativeness, nativeness? Nat- I can't think of that, that's a, right, a, a real word, but it's that native implementation. I think that lets you do that. And that's why the hybrid cloud, I think, can be a bit of a challenge if you haven't got techniques that can solve that. So having something that's a cloud edition for people to run, I think is quite important.
0: Yeah, and we've had great feedback from our large enterprise customers. You know, we showed it to them. They said, this is what we want. We want the same experience, the same feature function. And yes, we know it's not gonna be as fast. We know you're not gonna give us a 100% availability guarantee. That's okay. We have that with our InfiniBoxes and our Infinibox SSAs. We just want a way to seamlessly move the data out. Yes, using the S3 protocol is okay, but it's much easier if it's the same, if you will, it's the same ball field, right? Whether it's cricket, whether it's American football, whether it's baseball, Football in the European sense, what we call soccer here in the States, you're on that same field and those fields are different. And that's the advantage that you get from having, as as you said, that nativeness capability in the cloud. You're on the same playing field. You don't show up to play cricket at a swimming pool and you don't come in a swimsuit to play rugby or American football, right? You just, you're gonna get killed. It'll be a challenge. (laughs) Exactly. So that's the idea of having this native capability in the cloud. It's the same as on-prem. You do lose the performance and the availability, but again, most people in the cloud don't get performance and availability, and they know that. That's not what they use the cloud for. High-performant workloads, replicating for disaster recovery, backing it up, doing the snapshots, doing testing. Those are all ideal applications for a hybrid cloud storage deployment
1: absolutely so i entirely agree now what am i not getting with this implementation you sort of briefly touched that on it not being fully resilient and and obviously we haven't really discussed whether it's just amazon or whether it's across all of the clouds in this first instance so what do i not what do i not get because that you know that that's worth just qualifying
0: sure first thing it's amazon only ec2 instances we are looking at other clouds for the future but right now as you know amazon is by far the largest cloud out there highly used by enterprise accounts and our customer base is large enterprise accounts. So we're giving what we need. In the future, we may extend that, but right now, Amazon. The other thing, as you know, is one of the key key attributes that allows us to offer on-premises 100% availability is unlike our competitors, which usually do their raise in a two-node active-active architecture, we do ours with a three-node active-active-active architecture. So between the way we use the underlying system infrastructure, the servers, as you will, that run our Infuse OS, by having three of them instead of two of them for block and file storage, it gives us that resiliency, right? As well as our infinerade. In the case of the cloud version, it's a single node implementation to start. So you don't get the three node capability. So even with this into the single node, you still get all the feature function. And of course, when you're going out to the cloud you're not looking for high availability or high performance that's not what the cloud is for and as you know whether it be amazon or any other cloud you pick how you would try to achieve that is a function of the underlying infrastructure that the cloud provider uses and the more availability you want the cloud provider charges you the better performance the cloud provider charges you so you get in on a certain performance and availability level which usually is very low and if you want higher they charge you for it so it it's the ultimate razor and razor blade solution which is why from a storage guy perspective and a data center perspective replication for dr and business continuity makes a lot of sense backup lots of sense archive right those workloads absolutely make sense. yeah but the one thing you're not going to get with this version is it will be a single node architecture version of the infuse os versus the three node architecture which is the on-prem standard configuration
1: yeah so in order to implement a degree of resilience in the cloud it's quite interesting because you look at how people have maybe tackled this before If you go back say five to ten years ago there were certain versions of storage platforms which you could run in the cloud and they were just single instances and great you know all wonderful but not as resilient as you might want them to the, the challenge was and, and always is having a platform that's aware of the the cloud and understands how the cloud works and understands how to place each of the components to make them resilient. And as you said, it it ends up just being a multiple of the cost of running instances. Every time you want a bit more resiliency, you're paying for a bit more. Part of the challenge there though, I think, is the data data persistence side. So if for some reason a virtual instance dies, uh, has to be restarted or all these sort of things, maintaining consistency is a challenge. Although it doesn't happen very often, you have to put quite a bit of work into it. I would expect at some point though on a maturity model that people would expect once they've started using something like this, that at some point they would want that next level. And that may well be something people are prepared to pay for once they realize what that costs and you know, what the overhead is, but that's, I think a journey that people need to go on rather than it just being something that they should expect from day one.
0: Well, the bulk of the cost of the deployment is really going to be the instances that they procure from Amazon right the software our software is of course uh on the on-premise free and in the cloud edition there will be a nominal fee but it's going to be you know pennies per per terabyte that's it so it's going to be very low cost so it's more about the underlying infrastructure which as you know can vary from very low cost with Amazon mid-range and high-end so they will make that decision on how they want to deploy and then from there our software's really way less of the expense than it is for the underlying infrastructure from amazon
1: okay so that was going to be my next question was about licensing but obviously it sounds like it's going to be a um a capacity license from the way that yes you it will rooms. be
0: a capacity-based license absolutely
1: okay brilliant so in some in terms of when that's going to be available
0: so that will be available it's available today okay it's available, May it's a, you know, it's available right now it's ready to go
1: okay and is that is that a marketplace item so they would go into the Amazon Marketplace?
0: Well, we're working on getting in the marketplace. As of today, it's not. We're going right. through all the process. There's legal documentation we have to fill out you know, with them. Um, and as you know, we have been an AWS partner. As you know, several years yeah. ago, we announced our support for AWS Outpost. But there's a little difference when you do that than when you do it in the marketplace. So we're resolving that right now. It's a bring your own license, but that will change in the next uh, month or so to uh on the marketplace or be, bring out you I mean you'll be able to pick what you want to do
1: yeah okay perfect so um everybody uh has an option there to go and uh, think about how they want to use that one that's really interesting let's now move on and, and talk about cyber detection now this area is really fascinating I think because who would have expected ransomware would have turned out to be the scourge that it is and it doesn't seem to be slowing down I mean, you've got some recent evidence, I think, some recent data you've collected, and it just isn't slowing down at
0: all. Well, a couple things. First of all, the average enterprise, it's not if you'll be attacked, it's when and how often. And the average large enterprise, and I got this data from a security consultant, security, you know, analyst, not from a storage analyst. And they you know, the guys that are doing the data are showing that it's roughly one thousand one hundred and sixty eight attacks per week for enterprises and then the estimate of the cost of cybercrime is 8 trillion US dollars 8 trillion this year scaling to almost 11 trillion in 2025 so those are just huge numbers and I do know that the average ransomware attack globally is roughly 4.7 million US dollars in the United States it's 9 million US dollars so people are really doing it and that doesn't count the malware which is you know, more of a government to government kind of thing. But this could be used by a government agency anywhere in the world. Yeah. And obviously, you know, there have been some attacks what appear to be government attacks on private enterprises, right? Things like the healthcare system, clearly the energy distribution systems. Right. And that's all been documented. So that's a malware side of the equation. And those could be very devastating. So both malware and ransomware are on the uptick and again that's partially why we really believe that if you don't have storage in your corporate cybersecurity strategy it's not a comprehensive strategy and as you know in those large enterprises for example we have a customer in the uk you and i've talked about it privately they've got 125 petabytes of infinibox plus they have some other storage from other vendors we have another customer in the united states they've also got 100 petabytes so that's a lot of block storage yeah and that's all vulnerable and i mean some of it's low end like the asset database the database of their physical assets like their desks and their whiteboards and their their physical infrastructure but then there is the financial asset database which i would argue is very high priority so all these things are are subject to attack these days and as you said it's not going down i know you have a large consulting business as well as being a storage analyst so you must be hearing this all the time oh my god i was attacked and i know they usually don't want to go public but yeah you know, the ones that are public have been you know high profile lately, right?
1: I agree. And I think one of the things I find really interesting is, if there are so many attacks, and nowadays, it's very difficult to protect everything, because you know, there we are such a distributed environment with data everywhere. You know, we have data on the edge, all the way down to the core mix of data, different data types and data platforms. But at the same time, every time you get hit, if your recovery process means systems down, hours of recovery from backup you're spending an awful lot of time recovering when you should be running operational tasks even if you can bring all that stuff back you know even if you've got the capability to bring it back nowadays it's still not enough to say well that's okay i can recover in four hours you don't even want to get to that point in the first place you want to be seeing early detection you want to highlight things before they occur and you want to be able to roll back as quickly as possible to a a known good state and if you can't do that then you're losing uh, you're losing um, uptime, and that just isn't going to be acceptable. So with that sort of sort of background to our discussion, what is the cyber detection solution that you're um, announcing?
0: So as you know, our Infinite Safe technology, the original version has immutable snapshots that can't be changed or altered. The separation of the management plane and the data plane, an air gap, and we can do that locally or remotely. We can create, if you have an attack, we create a fenced environment so you can get a known good copy. And then of course we do rapid recovery, which we guarantee, as you know, on the Infiniguard purpose-built backup, we guarantee recovery in under 20 minutes. And the first week of April, we did a cyber resilience webinar and we recovered 20 petabytes, yes, 20 petabytes of Veeam backup data in 11 minutes and 55 seconds. We also offer, guaranteed recovery on our primary storage, the InfiniBox, the InfiniBox SSA, we guarantee recovery in under a minute. We recovered, Chris, 50,000 1080p video files, so roughly 200, 250 terabytes in four seconds. We guarantee recovery in under a minute. So the rapid recovery is part of it, but how do you get to a known good copy? And that's where in the cyber detection capability comes in. So there's really two ways to utilize cyber detection one is as an early warning system you scan the immutable snaps by the way you can choose what you want you don't have to scan the whole snap you can scan databases of all types you could do files you could do volumes you could do workloads you pick what you want and you could scan on the array okay Okay. and you do that and then if something comes back that looks strange or odd you let the security team know the storage team and we can automate that with Infinisafe Safe Cyber Detection with the APIs to send an email, do an alert, you know, ping some other package as long as they've got an API exposed. So lots of different things you could do. So that's, if you will, the early warning system sort of config. The other one is you've had an attack, you know you've had an attack and we guarantee that, but we only guarantee it once you have a known good copy, right, if we do, if if one of your, uh, you know, enterprise customers that you consult with, if they were to do a recovery right away of an immutable snap, And as you know, malware and ransomware, they don't walk in the door like King Kong pounding his chest. It's all done surreptitiously. So they're not going to tell you. And as you know, the average dwell time before someone kicks off is usually between 100 and 200 days. So it's just Mm. infiltrating silently. So the early warning decision can help with that. And there's all kinds of early warning detection on the server side, the network side, right? Cisco's got a bunch of stuff in their networking gear, the endpoints. But the reality is, with $8 trillion of cybercrime expense, they're going to get in, right? And in fact, one of the most recent famous ones, as you know, being a storage expert, is Western Digital, a yeah. large hard drive and flash company, right? They're yeah. close to $45, 50000000000 US dollars, and they just had a horrible quarter. Partially, you know, there's some economic travails, but theirs was worse than the other storage suppliers, and the reason was they've had this event, and they've had to stop shipping, and They can't get logistics going. They can't they shut down their factories, as you remember, for a couple of weeks. So they're going back up almost server by server by server. And this is well documented public out there. And they put it in their financial statements, which just came out. I think it was last week. So very clear. This is a big issue. So you've had an attack. The 30 guys know they have an attack. They're trying to clean everything off. You have to identify a known good copy. Last thing you want to do, since it's done specifically is take one of our immutable snaps where there's malware ransomware in there, which before cyber detection, we wouldn't necessarily know. Right. Yep. And as you know, cyber detection in the storage world is pretty new. A lot of people do it on the backup side, but on the primary storage side, I can only think of one storage vendor that's doing it on the primary storage side. So we're doing it on the Infinibox, Infinibox SSA. So you can scan the snaps, like I said, early warning, or you scan the fenced forensic environment. As I mentioned, we create a fenced forensic environment to check for known good copies. Now, prior to this product, we would have said, Chris, I know you've had an attack. We've got the fenced forensic environment, but you need to call your Oracle team or your SAP team or your Mongo guys and have them take a look because we're not scanning. Now, what we can do is help with the scan. We can scan that forensic environment. And when you have a known good copy, we have our guaranteed recovery times. Uh, But it's all dependent on that known good copy. And now we can be part of that process with Infinisafe cyber detection.
1: So imagine drawing a line that starts from right on, on the right hand side, and people are gonna have to visualize this in their head, but imagine drawing a line right on the right hand side that says, this is the point where we've taken the backup and we need to recover. Our initial recovery from ransomware was to say, well, let's just recover the last backup. And then very quickly, the the ransomware guys spotted that they could trash your backup. Or they could actually right. as you said corrupt your backup six months before and be in the system so every time you you went and do it to do a restore you'd have to check that restore and say is that is that copy good you know so there that sort of gets in the way again so we keep moving this line further and further to the left that says we need to be earlier in the process of both detection and recovery so i need to be able to recover not just from my backup system but from my primary system because i want to be back up in seconds not hours but also, I want to know that when I do that recovery, I've actually validated that that those copies were, were good before I even got to that point. So, you know, I need, I, don't, I don't want to be doing this after the event and looking at to see whether my good copy is a good copy after I've been hit. I want to be identifying that these are good copies before I actually keep them. And I think that's what you're saying is, you know, you're sort of pushing the line from the right to the left getting closer and closer to the ingress point of the data to know that when that data's on the system and you take a snapshot, it's clean, it's good. And when you do recover, you can recover quickly. That's how I would look at what you're offering.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That That is how we view the world, is if you're scanning the immutable snaps early on before you know you have an attack, that could be an early warning system, or you have an attack that has gotten through, and that is almost inevitable, particularly if you look at the, say the global fortune 2000 or large government agencies, right? Whether that be national governments, provincial governments, state governments, even large cities, right? Paris, New York, Singapore, the cities are giant. Their governments are huge, right? And those are all attack points and they're all vulnerable. So it's gonna happen. So you've got A, the early warning system and B, the attack is inevitable. You need to get up rapidly. We guarantee the recovery, but if you recover a bad copy, it's a bad copy, right? We recover quickly but we don't determine what's good or bad. Now with InfiniSafe Cyber Detection, you can take a look. It uses machine learning technology. So let's take an example. The Evans ransomware is well known. Been out there. Chris has been using it. Chris is part of the cyber mafia. Now the Herzog ransom is brand new. No one's kind of heard of it. So what happens with InfiniSafe Cyber Detection, it would know about the Evans ransomware or 200 other types of known documented. And of course, if you're on support and maintenance, we'll update you, right? And that would be updated periodically. But what it can do is as it looks at the metadata and the information looking for change, changes happening, could also notice, because it learns that the Herzog ransom or whatever this activity is, looks awfully similar to the known Evans ransomware software, right? Yeah. It'll flag um, and it will give you in the dashboard high, low and medium. then you really do need to investigate. I mean, someone does need to make sure this security teams, right, do a forensic analysis to make sure that and that would be part of the early detection system. But when you're doing a recovery, you're in the fence forensic environment, and it would say, this snapshot yesterday at 2pm is filled with bad things. And it would show that in the dashboard, and you could drill down, click on it, drill down, get information about whatever it flags as a bad entity, again, with low medium and high, and then it comes back, let's say two days ago at 2 PM and everything looks good. Well, you do a quick double check and bingo, you're doing that recovery. Now, yes, you lost the one day because there was malware in yesterday's snap, but in the day before you're fine. And yeah. that's the value of doing the cyber detection and the fenced forensic environment. Certainly way faster than having all the Oracle team and the SAP team and all these various teams come look. And prior to having Infinisafe cyber detection, that's how you would have had to do it in our fenced forensic environment. The good thing is at least we create the fenced environment for you, right? So we can automate that process. Um, so there's real value there. And then clearly the immutable snaps and the, clearly the recovery time is incredible. Now by with Infinisafe cyber detection, we can scan that forensic environment and help you get to a known good copy faster. We have hundreds of customers using it. And by the way, the Infinisafe original technology is free. The cyber detection is done on a per capacity license, and it's only what you use. So let's say you had, a, as you know, our largest Infinibox, which we publicly announced already back October, is up to 17 petabytes effective capacity. So you don't have to scan all 17. You don't have to do snaps of all 17. You can snap what you want to, right? And we do read, write and immutable. So the immutable snaps would, of course, be Infinisafe focused. And then you can decide even out of that snap what you want to look at what files what volumes what databases and you scan what you think you need to scan so you're only going to be charged for what you're actually scanning so it's not the whole capacity of the array or even the capacity of the snap it's the capacity that you're scanning and then we we will charge for that but the core of infinisafe technology is still embedded in the infuse os for free including the cloud edition by the way so all the features of infinisafe will work in the cloud edition, not the cyber detection yet, but everything else will. Um, So the snaps, the forensic environment, the the air gapping, that's all built into the Infuse OS cloud edition as well as on-prem, because Infinisafe comes with every copy of the Infuse OS at no charge
1: yeah now it's 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 an important thing to bear in mind that ultimately in any enterprise some data is unique so some data comes from the operation of OLTP platforms where customers have engaged with with you or you've taken data in for some source that was it's unrecreatable for want of a better description because it was created say on a sensor or all sorts of other different reasons but obviously within an enterprise some data is actually created from the data that you've already got so you might run reports you might run other extracts of that database and refresh that daily or something like that that so there's going to be some some data you think well do you know what if we lost that we just recreate it there's not a big deal with that so you know spending money to to scan all of that stuff makes no sense if and and it could also be pushed off to a secondary process anyway you don't have to do it on your primary on your primary storage right if you know you can recreate the data great but for data you know you cannot recreate that when you if something goes wrong you've lost it that's where you need to put it on i think being able to be selective on that is important
0: that's why including storage in this equation where the early warning system now with Infinisafe cyber detection, as well as the capability of getting a known good copy when they really do break through is very critical for enterprise accounts and large government agencies because they are the number one attack vector. Yes, they attack Herzog's cigar store, right? But in general, they're going after the big guys with the big money that they can steal. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. that's why it's so critical for enterprises it's why you know we've been saying at Infinidat now for well over a year. If you don't include storage in your cybersecurity strategy, you are leaving windows and doors wide open, not even closed. They're open with a sign saying "Come in and steal my stuff." And so the CISOs and the CIOs need to re- embrace storage as part of that overall strategy. Absolutely. Okay. So
1: in terms of the availability of cyber detection, I think this was a bit later than um,
0: than the, release, yes. the the announcement made, yes. isn't it? InfiniSafe Cyber Detection will be available in the second half of 2023 of this year, and of course, the Infuse OS Cloud Edition is available right now. So we are showing the Cyber Detection capability, and you know, to end users, right? But they can't buy it yet. And we're training our channel partners. There's a whole training deck for all of our resellers globally and our distributors. So they will be able to sell the product now that we've announced it today. Uh, but they won't be able to get it delivered until sometime in the second half. And we're not sure exactly whether it's going to be late Q3 or early Q4, So, but it'll be in the second half for sure.
1: Okay, so um, where should we point people for learning a bit more about this, Eric? I mean, obviously, the obvious target is infinidat.com. Is that the best place for people to go and find
0: it? Yeah, yes, there's tons of information on infinidat.com. We will be doing, by the way, a launch webinar, which will include demos of InfuseOS Cloud Edition and demos of Infinisafe Cyber Detection on june 14th okay and that will be at uh four o'clock uh, gmt five o'clock cet uh so uh, that would be let's see 11 a.m us east coast time so that will be on june 14th and we've got a registration page already set up for that and they can see they'll be able to see live demos during that event
1: okay brilliant well i'll make sure i put that into the show notes um But for now, sounds really interesting. Look forward to um, seeing some of that detail when it comes out. But for now, Eric, thanks for your time again. Good to catch up as always and uh, catch up with you
0: soon. Great, thank you very much. You've been listening to Storage Unpacked. For show notes and more, subscribe at storageunpacked.com. Follow us on Twitter at Storage Unpacked or join our LinkedIn group by searching for Storage Unpacked podcast. You can find us on all good podcatchers, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thanks for listening.